Hey guys, welcome to our Christian viewing experience. I'm Noah Wilder. That is Elias Chavez. Hi. Uh, and we're here to talk about things. What are we going to talk about? So first things first, um, I have a rap I need to do about pea soup. I... <laughs> we're going to play in a minute. Wait, what? In a few minutes, we're going to talk about <laughs> secular media, <laughs> movies, stories, books, music, etc. And the biblical or gospel or Christian idea or message we found in them so that you can go take that and present it to whoever you will. But now, apparently, Elias is going to rap about pea soup. You've been asking me for literally over a year to rap on the podcast. <laughs> you just had to give me homework. I, I, just, I didn't have enough time to put I, a beat together, unfortunately. I didn't expect but... you to actually do anything. Oh, wait, what? So I don't have to rap about pea soup? No, you have to. Now you've promised it. Well, <laughs> you promised it. Well, I thought I promised it last week. expectations are too high. Okay, well, uh, are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, go. <clears throat> so, so this is uh, so the song's called Pea Soup. Is it's, it about pea soup or is it just named pea soup? And it's worked, about it. Well, okay. It, the lines about pea soup in there, but it's about something else. It's it, well, I guess it's about nostalgia and growing up. Like it, it's about my childhood, but specifically like what you could do in an afternoon waiting for the for, for pea soup. Waiting for pea soup. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I wanted I wanted it to be about nostalgia. Can you? Do we have to mute your mic? (laughs) Just go. Pea soup is waiting to cook, so we regroup. Got the gang back together for a day, like goof troop. Alley oop, a nincompoopoo flew the coop. We'd play ball so hard, I'd fly straight off the roof and slam dunk a bare steel hoop. Tell my mates it'll be soon, like I'll be sued if I rhyme about name brand ski suits. Then I'll surely see police scoop me quick like Brits with a tea scoop. But I evade arrest and run three loops around cops who are soon to be duped. My head droops and I catch my breath to recoup on summer days that took me back. Call it a hula hoop. I just spit bars so hot he whoop cause I burn like afternoons on a concrete stoop solely sipping on my mama's hot pea soup. There you go. That's my that's my that's my little stanza I put together about <laughs> about <laughs> about me growing up waiting for waiting for pea I soup. Gotta, what? <laughs> Name brand ski suit is the thing that I was like, what is he talking about? What is he t- you need Pull me to that un- back up. Unlock, I mean, I my phone. Oh my gosh. And also over the course of that, I got like three texts from work. Uh, 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 that's my that's my roommate's group chat. Uh, here we go. I The bar, the specific bar was, uh, yeah, tell my mates it'll be soon. Like I'll be sued if I rhyme about name brand ski suits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because because me and my home we still still wait for us. we we never ate pea soup to clarify that. Um, but, but that like, was the but challenge. like but like waiting but like waiting on soup that was something that would happen. Like we we'd wait for like for like some soup or something. We you know waiting for some you know dinner. But if you guys ever if we ever did wait. And, and if you guys ever did rhyme about name brand <laughs> ski suits, suits you yeah. would have got sued. Yes. And that was your concern. That was a heavy concern. That was a heavy concern Waiting about Waiting on you as a child. Yes. Um, Waiting on suits. Like, oh, no. <laughs> I got to keep these brand, these brand deals coming. Got, otherwise. I don't want to get sued. <laughs> I got to rhyme about the right name brand ski suit. Yes. I <laughs> 
There you go. There you go. Thank you, Eli. Hey, no problem, man. This was really funny to you. <laughs> I haven't I haven't rapped in a really long time. So that was that was fun. But anyway. Um you want to put that like over our intro music? soup. Um, how was your week? <laughs> it was good. Yeah. Oh man. Um, <laughs> Do you mean to go first? I can talk yeah. about my week. No, my week was fine. Me and Sarah both watched all the Daniel Craig Bond movies, mm-hmm. uh, and she really liked all the Bond movies. Mm-hmm. And so we, the first day we watched um, Casino Royale. Okay. And then it was like eleven thirty, and she was like, "We're watching the next one." <laughs> okay. So we stayed up till like one thirty. <laughs> yeah. Watching Quantum of Solace, which I I don't think I've ever seen. Oh. Uh, what? I'm just trying to think if I've ever seen Quantum of Solace. And I've also so seen well, Skyfall. See, the thing is, I always I never watched it because I always heard it was horrible, and it really just was average yeah but it was enjoyable especially at 1 <laughs> well especially after you watch the first movie yeah because the story kind of content is right after that yeah like the beginning of the second movie is a car chase that happens right after the last scene in the first movie sure so like if you put them together you're like okay i just had a really good job time with the first one now we're just continuing the good times even if it's just average, you don't care. Right. Um, yeah, and then I watch Skyfall, which is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that sa- same thing happened where Sarah Beth was like, we're watching the next one, and we stayed up till 2 in the morning. <laughs> uh, and we watched Spectre, and I hadn't seen Spectre since it came out. Yeah. And I was heavily disappointed when it came out. But it really wasn't that bad. Mm. It just wasn't Skyfall was my issue. Oh, okay, that's fair. Um, it just wasn't Skyfall. And then yet last night we went and saw No Time to Die. Okay. And No Time to Die, I think it was overhyped for me because my friends were like, oh, it's so, so good. Yeah. Like, you're going to love it. And I just wasn't. <laughs> it just wasn't blowing me away. Yeah. But it was still pretty good. Um, but yeah, so watched all the Bond movies. When saw Venom two? Oh yeah, that movie not worth the money I paid for. <laughs> not bad, but not worth eight dollars either. Okay, that's like a wait till it hits the five dollar bin. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent worth it if you're watching it on a plane. Sure. Um, it, it, that that movie it will fill time. <laughs> <laughs> that movie if. It felt like... You remember when we watched Fantastic? <laughs> yes, I do remember that. I remember, remember that very well. Our only seaside that we've ever done. Yes. Um, point is, still, every time I, I have a quiet moment, my brain says pea soup in, in your voice, and I just laugh. And I can't, I can't get rid of it. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, so Venom 2, you remember Fantastic Four 2015? Yeah. 2015. Not 14. That would be too Missed convenient. Missed offers. I think, you think 2024, is it's going to happen? It's going to happen. <laughs> um, but point is, that movie, the last act, felt like they were paying off a bunch of stuff they never set up. Yeah. You know? Same idea with Venom 2. Okay. Where 
but less where they never set it up, but it's more like they introduced the idea, but never built it. Built it. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is all like you kept expecting more to happen. It felt it felt literally like they cut thirty minutes out of the movie. Mm. The movie's only an hour and twenty minutes long, so it's all definitely possible. Sure. <laughs> so they could have cut out a bunch of stuff because some stuff like, oh, this makes sense. Yeah. But I don't know why it makes sense. <laughs> Okay. No, there. No, I. If that makes sense. No, I. I kind of get what you're saying. I've not seen it. I've not really been interested in watching that. I didn't. I didn't see the first one. I don't think I saw the first one. But um, I. I don't think I needed to at all. Right. I was gonna say because um, I. I've heard the only like really positive thing that I've heard anybody say about it. Okay. About which one? About the second one. About the second one is just that um like. You know, this movie, it's this really weird, like, kind of love relationship between Eddie Brock and the Venom symbiote. And it's this really cool, you get to watch their relationship build. And I've heard nobody say anything else about the movie. Everyone... I mean, but that, that's the same good thing people said about the first movie. Yeah. And so it's just, okay, the good thing about the first movie still here. Cool. Um, can, that... we, can we Shrek to this a little bit and build on some new <laughs> stuff, too? Shrek 2. Anyway. Shrek 2. What a weirdly good sequel. Like... Like, I would not expect that from the Shrek sequel. Yeah, like, honestly, I'd rather watch the sequel. Yeah. This is Definitely weird. not Shrek the third. That one was horrible. Which one was the third? Uh... Because <laughs> I remember there's the time there, travel one, and I think that's, that's the fourth one. Shrek fourth. Four, 4 Ever After. Yes. Um, but then what was the third one? That was the one with King Arthur in it. Like, they have to go find yes. King, King Arthur. With Merlin. I remember that. Right. I love Merlin. Because Shrek doesn't want to become king. Yeah. That one was garbage. Um, <laughs> I like the idea of Arthur being, like, a loser. <laughs> I do like that idea. Like, I would love to see a movie about his school life. I don't want to see that, that Shrek film, but I do... <laughs> I do want to see the like, Shrek film had a good premise for another movie. Yes, I would love to see like the movie about Arthur's life before Shrek showed up, where like he's just this loser at school. So you want it to be in the universe of Shrek? Yes, no, no, no. I want that exact, exact, that exact where like everyone else and he's all like, ah, okay, Cinderella, like you know, like <laughs> all the other famous princes and princesses are all there, and they all pick on Arthur, and he's like, I'm gonna be a great king one day, and like they're all. <laughs> Like, yeah, okay, so are the rest of us. And, <laughs> and that, that's the film I want to watch. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? Uh, our weeks and your No, Venom. we were talking about Venom, too, yeah. Uh, yeah, the main problem I had with it was, you know, Carnage, he's supposed to be a scary guy. Yeah. Right? You're supposed to be afraid. It's a PG-13 movie, right? Yeah. Okay. You're supposed to be afraid of, like, what a serial killer would do with something similar to the Venom symbiote, but maybe a little bit worse, even. Sure. Like, how crazy that would be. Right. And I think you only see him kill someone on screen once in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And I was never once, like, intimidated by him at all. No. And that's not what you need from Carnage. <laughs> Like, he should be, like, cutting people in half. And, like, you yeah. Know, it should be... It should be a rated R film. Yeah. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. like, he stops killing someone when they say they have a family. What? <laughs> Why do you care? Why do you care? 
He <laughs> out of everyone who would care. <laughs> the person who like spited him when mm-hmm. he was younger. Mm-hmm. He gets to kill that person, and what does he do? Just chokes her slowly, and she doesn't like. But like, he should do brutal stuff to these yeah. people, and instead you just get her a slither of um, carnage comes down, grabs her throat, pulls her up, and you see her legs kick a little. What's the point? That's not scary. Or at least not the way they did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> None of that was... No, at no point was I intimidated by Carnage. And you should be, like, absolutely terrified of what Carnage would do in real life. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> did didn't, not, it just didn't translate well to the screen. Well, not a PG-13 screen. Not, okay, okay. <sighs> did he at least look cool? Did Carnage, like, like the special effects... He looked all right. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You don't have anything really, really great I to just, say. Okay, all right. This is a good post-credit scene. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Look up the post-credit scene. Don't go see this movie. Go see the per- post-credit scene. The okay. post-credit scene is worth it. <laughs> you don't want to spoil it? I would it? honestly say the post-credit scene was better than the whole rest of the movie. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> Oh, Sarah Beth bought me a way too expensive <laughs> 7,500 piece Millennium Falcon Lego set, which I will clarify, I was not like begging for. <laughs> I wasn't like... You're like, I'm a nerd, but like, come on. <laughs> I wasn't like demanding that I get this. She did something nice for me. Yeah. Hey, real, real quick. I do actually have a question about this. Right. You know, like 11 pound gift. Um, Tw- uh, apparently it was 21 pounds. 21 21- Nine pounds? Nine pounds? Nine pounds? Twenty-nine pounds. Hey, our our editor has just um <laughs> our fact checker. Yes, our fact checker in the back has just let us know it's it's actually nine pounds. I love it. You're like twenty-one thirty-five pounds. Six hundred pounds. <laughs> uh this nine pound Lego. She yes. wanted to correct us is yeah. what's going on. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I just I just I was off by two pounds. No, you weren't. So Sarah Beth gets you this 29-pound Lego set. Right. It's massive. It's huge. Where's it going? I don't even know where to build it at. <laughs> I, don't how, know, how... I don't know where it's going to go once I'm done. I don't know what to do with it. I'm just... Re- the, the book, mm-hmm. the instruction book, is almost 500 pages long. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm just... It's re- spiral-bound. Yeah. It's so long. It's like atlas size. Yeah. Um... And it's still 500 pages long. I've been... Re- There's, like, fun facts and, like, asking the designer questions yeah. at the beginning. I've just been reading that for the moment. <laughs> like, I'm not ready to open this. Okay. I don't know how to even begin. <laughs> Sarah Beth has I, some plan in her mind. I feel, I feel like... To just... buy something or do something so that I'll have a spot to put it once it's built. Okay. Which is great. But I still got to find a place to build it, which art, which definitely takes up more room than it being built. Yeah. So I would, I could take over the kitchen table, but I, you know, I would like to use the kitchen table in the next three weeks. Right. Because this will take some uh, some time. And we have Cat who could get to it, and who knows what she'd do. I, like honestly, I was building. She bought me like a like a twenty dollar. Um, Jedi Interceptor? Anakin ship from episode oh, 3. Oh, I know. Yeah, the yellow boy. Yep. Yeah. She bought me that, and I built it in two days. 
I built like the structure and then I did all the wings the and detailing, stuff. The detailing, yeah. On the next day and overnight Feeney came and knocked a bunch of Legos off. Yeah. And I have a Steamboat Willie boat downstairs. Yes, that I love. I that's love great. That. But it's just sitting there and she still like knocks stuff off of it whenever she finally notices it again, you know? So what am I going to (laughs) do? I'm happy, but what do I do? Yeah. It'll go somewhere. Yeah. It'll go somewhere. We'll figure it out. It can't fit on this desk that we're using right now. I don't even think fully built it would fit on the desk. I think it's too wide. It, it's chonky. (laughs) It's definitely chonky. If the box can fit on here, it can fit on here, right? No. No? You silly boy. <laughs> you silly, silly boy. I was going to say, it's um, it, it's like, what, four or five boxes? It's four boxes. Four boxes. It, it's a it, giant box, and you open it up, and it's four large Lego set size boxes inside. Yeah. Anyway. She also bought me, uh, you don't know about this, the original trilogy theatrical cut. You know, they did the special edition. They keep changing the yeah. trilogy. She, in 2006, they released the theatrical cut as a bonus on some DVDs. Oh. And she got me that because I've never seen them before. You've no. never seen the original cut of them? No. Have you? Oh. Yes. Oh. See, I, I, I have an uncle, Steve, big old nerd. Okay, yeah. But I grew up with the, I still have the VHS copy of 1997 special edition when all the changes were initially made. Yeah. And growing up, I was like, oh, it's on VHS, so these are the original things, right? No. Even though... You, again, you like, well, silly see, <laughs> see, when I watched it as a kid, there's these, like, five-minute documentaries before the movie starts mm-hmm. about all the changes they made. But, like, I had didn't watch the VHSs for a long time, and I remember those, and I was like, I wonder what that was about. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that was so about. So when I finally went back and got to watch the VHSs, I was like, oh... I've still never seen the original versions, and so like it's been six or seven years, yeah, since I watched those VHS copies, and mm-hmm. still haven't gotten a, the original cut of the movies. Yeah, and Sarah Beth bought those for me, which was also nice. I don't know why she wants to spoil me so much right now, but I appreciate because you got a big boy job, <laughs> as as she has said. Yeah, I, I think those were her exact words: to... was "big boy job." I don't know why she refers to it as big boy job, but I accept it. <laughs> I accept the love. Anyway, that's been my week. Yeah? How's your week? No going? one spoiled me. <laughs> Listen, we bought you those Joy-Cons, man. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Not this week, though. There's been no, no, no this week spoiling. I've gotten some, some hugs and some loving and, I'll, I'll and some... Uh, you gave, you gave me some... As soon as we're done. You, you and your wife gave so, me some, some, some Greek yogurt and strawberries. And I guess that's like pretty much the epitome of being spoiled. But <laughs> as soon as we're done, we're done recording, I'll spoil you. Okay? You'll spoil me. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. You know. What have you done this week? Uh, <laughs> you worked. Uh, no, I um I worked. Um, <laughs> let's see. I have I watched anything? No. <laughs> no, I've watched nothing. Um, yeah, I've watched absolutely nothing. Um, you know what you could watch right now? What? Over the Garden Wall. It is that time of year. <laughs> it's that time. What can I watch it on? Is Hulu. it streaming on? It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. 
Okay. Well, I know what I'm going to be watching. Uh, maybe not this coming week, but it's got to be done. Anyway, um, okay, so here we go. Um, let, I, you know, I went on a picnic this week, and I, I met, like, with a friend for lunch, um, went downtown, had, had lunch with a friend, um, we went to, uh, Luigi's, had a great time, um, there's so many so Luigi themed. It's, it's just a pizza place. It's yeah. sure there's not, run like, by... one single person, like, picture of Luigi Mario? No. <laughs> with the Mario Brothers. What a bad movie. What a just an My name is Mario Mario. Mario. And this is my What of it? <laughs> what of it? Oh. Ah, what a I've never seen that movie. No. Should I? Mm. Should I just for the entertainment of you know that movie? I Or is let, it even not enjoyable in that sense? It's But yeah, point is Are you play any games? I played <laughs> Sorry. I played chess. Played some Connect Four, um, built a Lego set, also on the picnic. Um, oh, oh! Did, what? You said you didn't watch anything, but did you watch Visions yet? No. Nope. Star Wars Visions. No, nope. and that's anime. That's something that I love. <laughs> and Star Wars. And man, double whammy, right? You'd think I'd get on that, but no. As always, <laughs> something you would know you'll like. Oh yeah. Just like give it four months to a year. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's about right. <laughs> And then if people are still talking about it, then I'll watch it. I'll still talk. Like, I want to talk to you about it. Yeah. I want to talk to you about specific episodes because I think they're interesting. And yeah. They have cool ideas in them. Yeah. Listen, okay? Go watch it. Go watch it. Dude, just please. Uh, did you pick up Metroid Dread yet? No. No? No. I, I That is something that, like, I'm, I'm still waiting. I might wait till, like, Christmas season. I'll have more free time around then anyway. Okay. But, yeah. I've, oh. Oh, oh, I went uh, to a friend's what? house. Uh-huh. Played a new game. Yeah? Called Castle Crusher. <gasps> Castle Crashers! Crashers. Crashers. I like Crushers better. I <laughs> like Castle Crushers. Crashers. Did you play it? Castle Crashers. Yeah, it's an old game. Yeah. It's and a they, Newgrounds game. Yeah. And they revamped it. Yep. re-released it. It's so good. That's an oldie, but a goodie. It's on, it's on t- Nintendo Switch now. Yep. I was the fire guy. You were the red one? Yeah. Yeah. I always liked him. I always liked the blue one. The blue one's pretty lightning cool. Lightning one? The lightning. Yes, he's yeah. lightning. Yes. Was, okay, yeah, we started playing, and my friend really likes the lightning one. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't choose that one, because that one was level 32. <laughs> and we were, like, restarting. Oh, yeah. It was still on his account, so it's, like, level 32. Level one, level one, level. <laughs> <laughs> so he chose a different one. <laughs> That's funny. That's but funny. That was, that was a, it's a pretty fun game, but I feel like we're almost done with it in one one sitting as a yeah you're playing as four people <laughs> right right i was gonna say new grounds game so it's not it's not balanced like that <laughs> it's just like i don't mind the balance it just needs like eight more levels right it right, needs right. Uh, three sittings at least please three sittings we uh, only played for like two and a half hours in that case like... you would love full metal furies um it's it's a similar idea it's like couch co-op game um mm. there's four well, different roles me and Sarah Beth are still playing it takes two. Oh yeah and we got to the tree okay and with the wasps and all that wasp, yeah. and she is really bad at aiming oh no <laughs> oh no and i believe this is the only part of the game where you actually need to like have any kind of skill in aiming and it's really you don't need not that much skill because it like auto clicks yeah and stuff but she can't even like get it close enough to auto click <laughs> <laughs> so we're working through it okay yeah i'm pretty sure this is the only part 
Yeah, but yeah. it takes two is really fun. Yeah. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna get into it. I think unless okay. you have anything else you want to say. No, 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 no. Just had a really chill week. It was really nice. Spent time with friends. Uh, oh, we had a massive board game night, and we played oh, that's a lot of played chess and connect four. Yeah, we we played Jackbox games and stuff, and the new Jackbox game set had some like some some surprise. There's one. Did you play? There's a like stand up comedy one. Yes, or no, no, not a stand up comedy. We had there was like a speech one where like everybody like. There, we didn't do that, but there was one where it's like you stand up and like you pick a topic for a speech and like you have somebody who's like your assistant and they like pick the slides to go with your speech and stuff. And so there, there were just like some really weird okay, trippy so ones. There, I don't remember what packs are in. It's either five or six. Okay. I think seven is out. Now. Seven is the one that okay. we were playing. Yeah. Five or I believe six with has, Quiplash. has a stand up comedy one. Okay. Where you, you it gives you a setup and you have to make the punchline, mm-hmm. and that one's really fun. There's a rap battle one. Yes. Have you played that? I one? do like the rap battle one. Rap My favorite battle. one ever is I think it's called TKO. There's a yeah, ter- TKO the T-shirt one. I freaking love that. That, one. that one's on Party Pack Three, I believe. I, something. I, I have it. Um, <laughs> it's not fun with only two people. It's not. It's um, not. It's definitely a group activity. But uh, yeah, like the more. On some Jackbox games, the more people who are doing it, the more annoying it is. Yeah. But with TKO, the more random it gets and the more funny it gets. Yeah. So you need, like, five people. You can do it with four, but they all have to be committed. <laughs> like, no, we're going to do some weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've played it with me, my wife, my mother-in-law, and my brother-in-law. <laughs> And that didn't, it wasn't funny. It wasn't funny. <laughs> They're like, what do we draw? Literally anything, go. They're like, what do you mean literally anything? Literally anything, go. Just start drawing. <laughs> Quit arguing and draw. But uh, no, there's one where you have to invent something. Mm-hmm. Have you played that one? Um, I believe so. You have to draw the invention. Like everyone puts names in there or something like that. And... <laughs> I don't remember. And then you choose a name and then you draw the invention and then you have to pitch the invention and then everybody else in the room are is investors and whoever gets the most money is just voting essentially. But whoever yeah. gets the most money wins. And you there's been some really funny invention. Glad to hear that. You should try that one. I think you'd like that one. Um anyway, you wanna get who wants to go first? Who wants to go first? That's a great question. I think question. I went first last time. I don't really care. Um, <laughs> I don't care if you went first last time. I, um, uh, you go first. Sure, whatever. Just jump into it. Dude, I, it's, it's... I did go first last time. Okay, cool. Hey, you want to go first again? Uh, sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to talk about How to Train Your Dragon. Which, uh, you, uh, you love How to Train Your Dragon, right? I do. I Have, do. You've seen the third one, right? Or have you not seen? The I've third not one? seen the third one. Third one's am- amazing. I don't know. It's amazing. It's good in comparison to the other two. It's worse, but it's still like it's incredibly still- good. Yeah, because <laughs> the other two are phenomenal films. Yeah, but I'm only going to talk about the first two, really. Okay. Because uh, I'm going to talk about Hiccup and Stoic. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, just the first two. Yeah. <laughs> the first one in point. Six. Yeah. What? <laughs> really? That early? Point six. Yeah, I think so. Wow. So I thought whole, he... it's at the end of the second act. Where really? We're talking about Stoic dying. 
<laughs> and he dies in the second one. Man. Hey, they give him a, a pretty great funeral, though. Oh, dude. Epic. I, I am, like, Poggers. this close to tears <laughs> watching that. Like, the music is so good. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Me, as a person... It's more the music, Who's honestly. not even in the movie is mourning this character that I've had one film to grow close to. And in and most of that the movie... the antagonist. Yeah. In the last one. Yeah, I was going to say... They're like semi-antagonists. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's less an antagonist, more so just not a cool guy. He's more like an, a, an obstacle. An obstacle. In the first one. And that's what we're going to talk about. Um, so Hiccup is this person who brings a new way of living to Burke. Mm-hmm. The city, or I'm sorry, village? Settlement. Settlement. Uh, that they, they live on, this yeah. Viking society. And they are all friends with the dragons now. At the end of the first movie, mm-hmm. they're all buddies with mm-hmm. the dragons. Yeah. Also, the took an- them some time. Yeah, and then the at in between the first and second movie, the animation really stepped up. It really did. <laughs> they they started a successful Cartoon Network and separate Netflix shows. Yeah. And they were like, which by the way, did you know that they're coming out with another show? Ooh. That is going to be set in the modern day. No. No, this is all new, buddy. At the end of the third movie, the dragons are hid away. Yeah. So that's why we don't know about them. But then there's going to be some kind of the Re- whole Earth releasing. earthquake kind of thing, and they're going to come back. It's going to be the grand apocalypse. <coughs> anyway, they just talked about, they just released that news yesterday. Oh. Um, so, but anyway, and you need to see the third movie before you even watch that trailer, because there's a little bit of a spoiler in that. Anyway. Oh no. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and so that's the journey throughout the first movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the journey for Stoic and Hiccup is Stoic Stoic the Vast. <laughs> you gotta love his name. Stoic in the, in the, the second movie when they meet his mom mm-hmm. and she's like, quit being so stoic, Stoic. Yes. It's literally his name. <laughs> Uh, throughout the first movie, Stoic is trying to make Hiccup into the person he wants Hiccup to be. Right. A dragon killer who, who will become the chief and lead uh, Burkwell and all these things, right? Mm-hmm. And he's very disappointed in who his son is. Yeah. I, <laughs> the scene where he's like, no more of this. And Hiccup's like, you're just that, no, just, just all of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's amazing. It's great. <laughs> anyway, um, he doesn't think Hiccup can become a good chief because of who he is as a person. Right. Is what that scene is really trying to show. Yeah. So like, he just, does not have faith in his son. It's just who you are. It's nothing about you. It's just you. I don't trust you to become a good chief and lead Burke well because you're you. <laughs> it's not, yep. oh, well, you have trouble with this thing, and I think that might be an issue, and we can work on that. It's, it's hey, intrinsically, ow. <laughs> intrinsically, not going to work out. Not going to work No out. part of you is what I want you to be, essentially. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which, like, hey, great parenting rough. skills. <laughs> that's pretty rough, man. Get you a dad. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. But as things change in Burke... And still, he accepts the new way of things. Mm-hmm. He gets his own dragon, mm-hmm. who has like horns that double as like bike, motorcycle. Yes, <laughs> handles. It's, it's so funny. It's pretty me? great. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
he is like taking care of the people. He's way more kind to Hiccup to the rest of the people. Mm -hmm. He's being a servant king in a way. Yeah. Uh, or chief. Let's talk about that. <laughs> he's accepted this new way of life and is thriving in it. Mm -hmm. And yet he still wants Hiccup to be who he's expected to be. Yeah. Right? At the beginning of the second movie, his dad tells him, hey, you're going to be chief. Yeah. And when Hiccup's like, I don't think I'm ready, and I don't know if I can fill your shoes, instead of being kind, he's like, uh-huh, you're going to be chief. Great. Uh, and he's kind of clinging on, even though they've the whole village settlement has <laughs> accepted, we love dragons now, right? He's still clinging on to all the other parts of their society from before. Their, yeah, their old of, culture. Yeah, of like, this is when people become chief, I get to decide things, this is what we're going to do and how we're going to live, mm -hmm. uh, aside from how they now ride dragons, right? Right. He's still very much holding on to that and really trying to push his son, who he can now see would be a good chief, which is a good thing. That's some character growth there mm -hmm. and relationship growth. <laughs> and uh, But he's still trying to control how things are going to go according to the old way of doing things. Right. And not seeing that dragons being in Burke allows for Hiccup to mature a little bit more before he becomes chief. Yeah. He's still holding on to, well, I might die soon. I'm getting gray hair and I'm going to die in a dragon fight because <laughs> that's how chiefs work. So when you're this age, you become chief. Yeah. Done. Yep. He's still holding on <laughs> Easy to that peasy. <laughs> Either I'm going to die in the next battle or you're going to be chief. <laughs> Do you want me to die? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> and to his credit, what does he do in the next battle? <laughs> I'm just, I just want to say, because this whole time you make him sound like a crazy person. But in all fairness. But it's, point, point is, <laughs> in the frame of reference of their relationship, yeah. it's not yeah, yeah. helping that he's holding on to this old way of seeing things and yes. doing things. No, you're totally right. Right? Right. And that's, and Hiccup, this whole, whole second movie is about Hiccup accepting, like, hey, I might not feel ready, but I'm going to get ready. And then, like you said, he dies. <laughs> Stoic dies, and he's like, okay, yeah, I guess I have to really get ready. Yeah. Um, and it's about, like, accepting the circumstances you're in, even when you're not ready. And then once you accept this leadership that was forced upon you, like Harry Potter quote, right? Yeah. Uh, you find it fits you well. Um mm. Harry Potter. <laughs> By the way, I have two ideas for Harry Potter. Oh, really? And it's October, so I'd better just pump them out in the next two weeks. <laughs> right. So if you got one, go for it next week. <laughs> okay, okay. Or if I don't have one next week, I could do it the week after, too. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk about this idea of... Uh, I wrote it down. I should just read it. So Hiccup is representative of this new life we live as Christians. We mm -hmm. found a new way of doing things, and it's good. And how we still have people or even parts of ourselves that try and keep the old ways going, the old way of doing things the same, and don't realize, no, everything is changed. Yeah. So even if those old ways aren't sinful, we still need to be following the, the Spirit and what we should be doing. Mm and like get confirmation from the spirit that like okay this is it's still fine sure instead of just continuing on with what we were doing before 
and thinking, well, it's not sinful, so it's fine. Well, it might not be what you're supposed to do anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's what hiccup represents in this culture is this, hey, we're bringing a new way in. And there are people and practices that they won't let go of. And they won't. They don't understand why you would let go of them. What's wrong with Hiccup becoming chief at this age? There's no reason why we couldn't do that. And Hiccup's like, well, we gotta, you know, we still haven't quite figured out how to live with dragons properly. Uh, <laughs> we still. Uh, I don't feel ready. I don't feel. I don't think my father prepared me well because it was only the past two years that he accepted me as a person. Right. <laughs> okay. right, right. 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 I don't think it's. Uh, right time and they're just like well this is the age you got it you're doing it you're doing it (laughs) and so that there's that idea in our christian life right of just wanting to hold on to the way things were done before because there's no we don't feel a need to question it because i mean there's often nothing wrong with doing those things but we're not questioning whether that's where we're supposed to be led Mm, Um, yeah you know and then in a biblical narrative uh, viewpoint we can see this play out with the apostles and spreading the new gospel of jesus christ that was new at the time <laughs> gospel of jesus christ. this was a minute ago and, and jewish people are accepting this new gospel uh and they become what we would call we call now judaizers where they are accepting the new gospel but still wanting people to do the things they were you're still going to follow these laws. You're still going to get circumcised. You're still not going to eat this food, right? That's how we do things when we worship Yahweh. But that's not how we do things anymore. Yeah. Those things are not necessary. And forcing those traditions from your culture onto new people is putting is hold- up roadblocks. Yeah, it's holding them back rather yeah. than showing them the correct way to do things. And biblically, we see how, see how this plays out, where some of the people who we would call Judaizers are clearly not saved because they don't understand the gospel enough to understand they need to let go of some things in their own culture. And some of them are Christians, and they just don't understand why they would let go of something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we see if we, where the apostles trust the Spirit's leading, all food is made clean, mm-hmm. right? And circumcision is no longer required because circumcision is of the heart not of your flesh mm-hmm. right and we see peter and paul and john and many all the other apostles learning these things and bringing them to him because they're being led by the spirit instead of just trusting well there's nothing wrong with this might as well keep doing it right right um so that's biblically in the biblical narrative how you could apply this kind of idea and I think it, it, this idea applies stronger in the biblical narrative, but I think it can also apply in, like, if, from a personal standpoint. That's why these movies are so good, because that emotional impact of I'm not being accepted. Okay, I'm finally accepted, but people still want me to change. They're only accepting parts of me. I just got to step. Those all are parts of our lives. Mm-hmm. And as Christians, I can see where that plays in. Uh, but I didn't have much else to say. Did you have anything you wanted to add about these these kind of two ideas with the same idea in the movie? Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, from a personal standpoint, I always related a lot with, with that, like, I don't know, that, that through line in, in both those movies where it's like, you know, me me as someone who's biracial, like, I could definitely <laughs> relate to and 
and say like, you know, like I, you know, I have difficulty finding acceptance here or there. Like if, you know, if I am accepted here, it's because I have to hide this part of me or I have to overperform this or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that like I always really struggled with specifically when it would like come to aspects of my faith where it's like, um, you know, like how, like trying to figure out like what is a church home, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and like, how do you know that you found your church home? And it's like, well, where do you feel like, you know, well, there's a difference between like showing up at a church and being like, okay, you know, we disagree on this, but it's the kind of disagree where it's like God's challenging me in this because we disagree in this because I'm in the wrong Um, (laughs) versus just like, you know, you and I have different views on, I don't know, which points of Calvinism we fall on or something, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. something that like okay well this just isn't the church for me y'all are still cool it's just not the church for me um yeah and i'm I'm not saying you and i personally disagree on points of calvinism but i mean like church wise anyway um but yeah yeah just just things like that where it's like you suddenly having to like come to terms with like uh where where do i where do i fall in this spectrum um and so like for the movie i you know because it's not just like, obviously, that point is strongest when we're shown Stoic and Hiccup's relationship. But, like, looking at the character of Astrid as well, um, she goes through that whole character arc, I think, in that just just the first movie alone, um, where at the very beginning she is like, you know, I'm going to be the you know the apex predator here. <laughs> um, I'm going to be the coolest person here i'm going to be the number one dragon slayer you know she runs around and like she sees dragons she kills dragons it's just that simple um and lo and behold um she eventually ends up coming around on it hiccup kidnaps her basically we're gonna ignore that no Um, she's not kidnapped she follows him and then when she figures things out and he's gonna go tell everybody he he, kidna- show, he shows he her kidnaps that, her that toothless can be trusted <laughs> by going against her toothless will toothless kidnaps her and he doesn't stop it <laughs> all right so this is one of those disagreements we were just talking about <laughs> no, no, no. um but point being yeah so she she goes through that whole character art in and of herself where she has to come to terms with hey these dragons do present a new way of life for us and we're going to have to just accept that like we thought this was bad but this isn't bad this is just who we used to be holding us back instead of accepting Mm -hmm. the fullness of this relationship and what it could be yeah i think part of in christian terms that shows is like this is this can also be a generational gap yeah in the church of like the uh young liberals <laughs> the newer generations yeah. have different ideas about how god works and how they see mm-hmm. justice playing out and how they want to take action in the world yeah and the older generation for the most part you could say is just like well why would we do that why don't we just love god and love each other and that'd be fine and we're like yeah do that but i think but like, like there's a step two. <laughs> like I think loving each other part of loving each other well is standing up for justice and and there is wisdom in a lot of 
the older generation, there's wisdom in what we're saying too, but, and that, and so you can see that generational misunderstanding and easier, easy ease of acceptance of change, right? Mm -hmm. Between like stoic accepts it, but it's still like, hey, this is how things are though. Yeah. And Astrid's like, oh, I accept this. Now I, I don't have to hold on to anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> there you go. So I I can I can do my thing now. Yeah, yeah, go for it. You're, okay, cool. uh, you're talking about um, Despicable Me. Wrong, wrong week. Oh, let me change the scripts. Go back. No, no, dude, week. you already it's already pulled up this bit. Oh, you were making a bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my bad. Right. Toy Story. Toy Story specifically, and Toy Story and storage, not the toys in storage. Out of the four types of love. Storage is a love? Store, storage love. Storage love. Storgy. Oh. Oh, okay. Storgy love. Okay, gotcha. So how do you pronounce it? it well, the, it, it's the word storage there on mm -hmm. when you spell it out yeah. in English. And Greek or Latin? Latin. It's storgy. No, no, no. It, it is Greek. It is Greek. Greek. It's, it's Greek. Greek. Yeah. In Greek, it's storgy. So it is storgy. Yeah. When I said storgy, you looked at me funny. Because I was like, that's clearly storage. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's how C.S. Lewis pronounces it when he read... Um, is storage. <laughs> no, storgy. When he read The Four Loves. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I mean, he's a language professor. So probably should so go... He, he's probably, probably default to Default to C.S. Lewis. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, guys, I'm talking about storgy. Um, for those of you who are not aware, actually, I probably should have pulled this up before now that I, now that I think, um, now that I think about it, but I'm going to pull up the four types of love. Um, and just to give you guys a brief overview, um, well, well he also doesn't say agape. He says agape or something like yeah, that. He does say something weird. Um, but yeah, so, so I'm going to be talking about two of the types of love. Okay. Um, and basically there are in in greek they had multiple words there's actually six words there's six but, yeah but four main ones yeah well or, or four that are used in the bible or four that are used in the bible okay well i was not aware there were six or wait what are the five types of love oh no no, no that's love that, okay never mind I, so what are the seven love oh my gosh google quit giving me suggestions anyway there's eros for like you know like passionate love that's romantic love romantic love you have philia which would be brotherhood yeah, brotherhood, love of, of equals. Um, you have storgy, storge, uh, love of parents for children. Um, I've always heard it discussed specifically. That's what this says. I've always heard it specifically like love of family. Yeah. It's... Um, it, or uh, what was the word I've heard before? It's um, like intrinsic love or something. Like love, love that you can't help. Love by default or something. Yeah, something along, along those lines. lines, which is what I want to talk about. Um, and then agape, which is just like love of all mankind right. when it's when it's used for when it's used for people um it, it's like yeah just love for for the fellow man right yeah so storgy is mm -hmm. is supposed to be specifically father or parent and child yes but it becomes family because it's the same premise mm -hmm. and idea but like between siblings yeah you can have what is it what's the second one you said uh the philia philia you can have brother brotherhood kind yeah. of look because you know brother, yes, brother. Uh, but the, like you can never remove the storgy from it yeah but with friends you can have philia but never storgy yes so 
anyway. Yes. Like, you can never change the fact that you are related to this person mm-hmm. and by default you had storgy love for them and yeah. will always have that. It could grow and be more than that or have additional filial love, but that's not what it's what it started out as and you can't get rid of that. Yeah. Um, Philia, often translated as highest form of love. Well, that's what Jesus says. Yeah. Um, no, no greater love has been shown than this that a man would die for his friends. Yeah. Like, dude, potters. Uh, <laughs> Why have you said that three times <laughs> like, in the recording? Because it's just such a funny word. What is potters? Uh, it's, a, it's an acronym. I get, so POG, play of game. Okay. Okay. So like the number one, like, like the most epic the play th- of the game the play of the game and so then i don't know some loser on twitch probably um <laughs> at some point made it made it poggers and it was it was poggers <laughs> um it's like like oh that like, was epic yeah that was cool okay. totally a swagtastic moment <laughs> stop laughing at me <laughs> i unironically that say was, swag that was a no, swagtastic swagtastic that was I, a- that was a pea soup moment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Make pea soup on a shirt. We need pea soup. Hashtag pea soup. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so Storgi and Agape. Or Storgi and Philia. Um, let's talk about it. Um, but yeah, so Storgi, uh, basically, like we already said, it's it's the love between family members. And it's usually between like parents for their children. Um, it's a very natural type of love. Um, and the reason that like I was saying before, like it's intrinsic or natural is just because the idea is that like as as a parent, when you have your baby and you're holding it in your arms, that's supposed to be like immediately like you fall in love with your child. And for a very like modern example of that, if you really messed up (laughs) as a kid, um, you know, like if you, if you, if you really messed up, if you did something pretty bad, if you, I don't know, something you, if you, if you like shut down the school you were in somehow, um, more than once, more than once, this is <laughs> really weird and personal example. Um, <laughs> but like, regardless of that, your parents still love you. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, Hey, you really messed up like really badly. Um, but I, even though you're still going to be reprimanded for that, even though there's still consequences for your actions, we still love you. And the inverse of that is also true where, you know, the parents love we the child. hate you? No, 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 no. <laughs> the child also loves the parent where it's like, you know, think of like you go through your angsty teen phase and it's like, ugh, ugh, just leave me alone and yeah. I'll be in my room but then and listen you're... to Black Veil Brides and... <laughs> dye my hair panic at the disco panic yeah uh, i wear panic i wear panic at the disco blazers and like very large buttons and i probably am in the theater (laughs) (laughs) what was that not the type of rebel you were looking for i knew those guys you knew that i knew those guys i was friends with those people i didn't i didn't personally (laughs) yeah but that was like a specific type of rebellious stage Right. Yeah. Like, we all know those people. 
and it's just that don't shut down schools. <laughs> that don't shut down schools. But like, even though you're going through that moment where you're like, I'm trying to find my own yeah. friends. I'm trying to figure out who Whenever I am. Whenever someone insults your family, you're like, you're you like, know. shut up right now. I'm going to throw hands, or you're just very quietly like, <laughs> or I'm gonna bottle this up for a long time and explode <laughs> later. <laughs> or for example, like you, you have younger brothers yes they probably were getting on your nerves in high school oh gosh but if yes i hated their guts <laughs> i <laughs> yeah but if you like you had a friend who said something not joking rude about your little brothers oh you know, yeah we'd punch them hands. in the face yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't matter as a christian <laughs> it doesn't matter how much you claim to hate your little brothers yeah nope no one insults them you love them you yeah you protect them and care for them yeah right um, that, that's just how things go you gotta yeah same idea that continue <laughs> yes continue um and so that's that like intrinsic familial bond that's storgy um and then moving into philia um philia is the uh, I'm trying to think of like a like a solid example for philia, and I think Christ said it best: of like, no love is stronger than this. You would die for your love, your friends. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, like, good job, Jesus. You said it best. Who, who figures? Um, <laughs> As always, you kind of took it from me, and I really, I you know, I thank you. There's a lot of grace and room for me to grow in that because I'm jealous of God. Anyways. <laughs> Um, as you should be <laughs> right um but no no, no. um but yeah so philia basically you get to choose your friends but not your family has always been the saying um where like you you get to choose the people that you intentionally build up those bonds with um and so now with both of those types of of love um or two types of love out of the way i want to talk about toy story and how it really highlights that relationship um so specifically we have woody right and woody i would say honestly probably demonstrates the the storgy type of love towards andy mm -hmm. um it it's just it's so it's, intrinsic yeah and it's very clear in the toy story movies that mm -hmm. it, woody feels this responsibility to take care of andy yeah and he's filling in and that's why there's always been the theory of like oh woody was his dad his like... dad no his dad's toy yeah and so like andy kind of feels that same yeah. relationship with woody yeah. where he looks up to him as this like hero figure that he would admire his dad as right if he were around yeah right yeah yeah, yeah. no i've always I've, yeah and it would make sense as to where woody came from anyway yeah. it makes sense anyway point is um yeah, so I, I think I think Woody really demonstrates that because even as like time goes on, I mean obviously like you grow up, you live with your family, but then you have to move on. And and Woody does mirror that at the end of the last Toy Story film where he's like, you know, I want to go back to Andy, I want to do all these things. Or the end, sorry, the end of the third um, one, the third one where he's like, you know, I want to go back to Andy, we want to do all these things, but he's like, also, it's time for me to move on and, you mm -hmm. know, let Andy do his own thing. And then also at the end of... And choose his friends. Yeah, and choose his friends over family. Um, but, like, it's because family is at a point where, like, he just doesn't need me anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and then at the end of the final film, he is just like, you know, like, I I have my own family to make now with, with Bo Peep and all that. And mm -hmm. Anyway, um Yes, so I would say that out of all the characters, I would say that um, Woody is the one who demonstrates Storgy type of love the strongest, um, where he just he has a very powerful understanding of 
what the family's role is and how he sees everyone else that he's with as part of the family. There's he's a very like no toy gets left behind kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's a little angry of a person <laughs> at right. times. Um, <laughs> well, the the Storgy love plays out in the first movie when Buzz mm-hmm. shows up. He he views this new toy as as an outsider as an outsider Mm -hmm. who probably can't do the job well yes even though the the literal aspects of the job are don't move yes (laughs) um right yeah but he has to what helps him is accepting a a filial love Mm -hmm. with buzz and that's what i'm trying to yeah right buzz is the one who i think demonstrates the filia type of love the best where he sees Andy as his owner. You know, he has a strong understanding of that, and he understands his role to fill as Andy's toy and then as Bonnie's toy, the daycare kid's toys, and blah, blah, blah. He, yeah. he, knows, he knows he's a toy. He knows his role. You are a toy. And he, he, he takes that to heart. Um, <laughs> but also, he sees, I, I think, that he sees the people around, or the, the toys around him, um, like Jesse and all of them, I'd say he's the person who has the strongest understanding of like, we're toys. None of us are related. (laughs) None of us are like biologically related. Um, And he shows that like, he's going to build up the strongest bonds that he can with all of them. Um, His bond with Jesse is really strong. You can see that like the way that he talks to, there's a very strong brotherhood aspect between him and Woody, obviously. Like Mm -hmm. they, they really strike me as this like, you know, there's this very strong camaraderie there, um, which I think would be the the strongest like form of the philia type of love, where it's just like we are in this together, um, full on. In the in the last movie, um, right before you know all the shenanigans of like them getting lost and everything goes through, um, when they find uh, who is it? It's it's um they find they find. Bo Peep and Forky and all of them are in the um, in the like antique shop, right? And you know, Buzz is like, okay, we need to stick together as a unit. We need to do everything as a group. Blah 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 blah. And Woody is the one who's like, I need to shoulder all this responsibility. I need to right. go out and do all of this. And that just shows where like their two types of love that they demonstrate really butts heads. <laughs> um, Anyway, but that that was that's what I wanted to say is just like, like it's it's typically brought up in like Christian evangelical circles the like different types of love, mm-hmm. um, and so just as something to help demonstrate and explain um, like what those two types or that I I could only fit in the two types it's it's a movie about toys so I was like Eros isn't gonna really <laughs> I was like there are certain things that aren't gonna fit here but I was like Bo Peep and stop stop. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, so I just, I really wanted to talk about those two types of love that I saw going through really strongly in these movies. And what you see in the third movie, or the last movie, the Mm -hmm. fourth one, is like Woody's storgy love is so strong, he Mm -hmm. can't allow himself to move on. Yeah. But because of the filial love he has with Buzz, that relationship, Mm -hmm. him getting the okay from Buzz makes it okay. Yeah. And so, like... And he trusts Buzz in that. Right. Like, you're going to keep the storgy. You're going to keep the family like together. Right. Yeah. And he, I don't know. I think more. This just like demonstrates mm-hmm. the different kinds of love. Well, but more than that, 
it demonstrates why more than one is needed. Yeah. Um, and like God uh, as Jesus and as our Father and as the Holy Spirit, He demonstrates all of these, mm-hmm. and that's why He can do agape is because He's filling all of them. Yeah. Right. He comes as our friend and our helper and our father and our brother. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, there is a, what was the, it, he has storedy love for his creation. Mm-hmm. Right. I create you. I love you. When you create something, you take care of it. Right. That's there. He has family love, uh, filial love and friendship love and, and all these Just different companionship kinds of, with yeah. us. And there's even ideas of romantic love between him and the church mm-hmm. um, that any in the Bible explains like, hey, that's the best way to explain God's relationship to the church as a whole. Yeah. Um, that he would die for her and give himself up for her. Um, and because of all that, it, it he gets to have agape love that we don't really get to experience outside of him where he has all these kinds of love and where one might fail where story love might not let you let go of something that you need to let go of mm-hmm. and philia can fill that in like buzz and woody <laughs> did agape love can do both yeah there is no weakness in it there's no situation it can't handle Mm -hmm. and because he's filling in every type of love that's where the agape love comes from and we always call it what what is it um we always unconditional love oh okay i was like we we call call what (laughs) agape love unconditional love but the real definition is between a god and and us just god and us that's the love he has and it's special for just god and us yeah it's not unconditional that's not the definition even though it it can it, be. It, it fits. It func- <laughs> functionally, it is unconditional, but that's not what the definition is. Mm-hmm. And God's love between us and him is unique in that it fills in all the other types is, is really what I think. Personally, that's how I take it. You yeah. know? And I think what you're trying to say shows like, hey, these types of love on their own are great, but they're mm-hmm. going to fail. Mm-hmm. And, we're, and, they need, and they fill each other in. Yeah. And that's, and that's wonderful. But God fills it in all the time and there's no failing yeah that's the that was the real issue with this is that like it's not andy i was like who who fulfills agape love and i was like uh it doesn't really well i don't think anyone does that's the and that's the point (laughs) to get like together all the brotherhood love and family love and all these other kinds of yeah together they can form a whole agape kind of love yeah but they can't but they, not really. They, the yeah, and that's the thing is yeah. that like even in heaven, once we are complete, we still won't have agape love. I don't think we, we'll, have we'll, a, we'll, we'll have it towards God, obviously. Yeah. But like that's not that is it's a specific I, type I of love. I won't be able to love just you like, as God would love you. Yes. And just I mean, just like even, even now, you're not going body. to. Right. Even now, you're not going to be able to love me in a storgy way. Yeah. Unless yeah. like you married my sister or something. <laughs> Hey guys, tune in next week as, <laughs> as we continue. Or to, I adopted you. Uh, uh, tune in next week. I'll, I'll make you peace soon. Poppy. Anyway, we went over this. I don't know why. <laughs> we went, yeah. I can't give you story love. I can only yeah. have filial love. But it's, yeah. it's the greatest aside from agape. So there you it's go. It's fine. <laughs> it is the greatest love. 
Um, but yeah, no, seriously, guys. Uh, if you want to contact us, talk about love or anything else. Um, if you want to give us ideas or talk about ideas that we discussed, you can contact us on Facebook or Twitter at OCVE Pod. And then if you want to contact us like super directly, uh, you can get all up in our DMs uh, by shooting us an email at OCVEpod at gmail.com. Um, and then... Uh, we have a website. Did you do that one? I've not done the website. Yes, we have a website, OCVEpod. Dot com. com. There you go. You can send us an email through that. Uh, yeah, also an option. <laughs> you can tell us whether uh, Elias's bars were drip or drown. Drip or drown? Yes, yeah, yes, you yeah. used it properly. Yes, he's learning. <laughs> we need to know. We need to know. Drip or drown? Drip or drown? No, um, but yeah, seriously. Drown in that pea soup. No, that's not. That, no, you used it incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were good. <laughs> anyway. No, um, but yeah. All right, have a good week. Uh, we, uh, Philia, love you guys. Woo! Unless you're my mom, or dad, or whoever, or my wife. I was gonna say, there's, I don't know, I was gonna say, there's, there's a couple. Unless you're family, we feel you love you. There you go. All right, bye. Bye! <laughs>